0: Hello, and welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm your host, Francie. And today I'm joined by our friend in Fort Collins, Brandon Tesla Flex, a.k.a., who is a bit of a Tesla expert, aficionado. So I'm glad to have you on today to discuss today's big headline. It really has made a splash. It's been on, like, all of the news cycles, and that is the big two million Teslas recalled. So thanks for coming on today to the Out of Spec Podcast.
1: Yeah, of course. uh, I mean... This kind of recall it doesn't it, i'm not really phased by it like i think you told me about it before i even heard about it that's going on and i was just like what recall and i looked and i was like okay so it's a recall
0: right but, yeah so we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before Where still you know the old history of recalls is that all right your car would be recalled and you'd have to take it into the dealership or whatever to get the issue fixed whatever it was but now with advancing technology over the air updates is A way to not only prevent recalls, but like have it's still technically a recall though. So it's also like the definition of recall still, if it can just be fixed over the air, it's still a recall. So there's definitely the both sides of things where it's like, is it that dramatic? Is it not? So that's what we're going to dive into today. So again, the story here is that Tesla is recalling more than 2 million of their cars, apparently all models, the S3, X, and Y, after the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration investigated Tesla's autopilot system, for two years and found um, just recently what this is all about found the driver assistance system to be partly defective and in their words you know not requiring adequate attention from drivers and there is a concern for foreseeable misuse so Tesla's response was that it doesn't agree with all the findings there, but that they will do the recall on a voluntary basis. So what do you think about that approach from Tesla?
1: I mean, I think it's probably pretty good that instead of it being forced on them, because who knows what they would try to like try to force a recall, because mostly this is just software. I mean, it's not really a physical part that has to be replaced. It's just something that they have to tweak.
0: Right. That's what um, I was looking into, too, which is Tesla's response is basically that they will um, prevent auto steer from engaging when proper conditions are not met. Or maybe that was a requirement by the administration. But basically, they're kind of like, okay, only do it when you're on straightaways, like not when there's a bunch of traffic signs and all this stuff where you have to stop and start and really have a lot of input from the driver traditionally. But um, Tesla will increase the prominence of visual alerts and just basically try to avoid the misuse of the auto steering. So can you tell me a little bit, like, what is, how do I misuse the auto steering portion well, of the
1: um, autopilot? There is a lot of ways people can misuse auto steers. So I think one of the first ways is with the, the weight on the steering wheel to kind of mimic the, the nag that the steering wheel needs every like 30 seconds when you're at highway speeds. And I mean, they've gotten kind of smart at preventing that, but it's also people just like, They go on autopilot and they just kind of go on their phones or something. And, you know, not all people have full self-driving. So if you're on autopilot and there's a red light, the car will scream at you, but it will still go through. It won't stop at the red light.
0: Okay. So that's also a good differentiation because we've talked about the full self-driving on the podcast before with Dirty Tesla, like really dove into that. But autopilot, this is a different topic of conversation, right? Can you tell me exactly what the differences are?
1: So Autopilot is basically traffic-aware cruise control and lane key. That's pretty much it. And then there's Enhanced Autopilot, which is essentially all the same features as Autopilot, except it can switch lanes, summon, smart summon, and then that's it for that. And then Full Self-Driving is when you actually get stop light and stop sign control, the Full Self-Driving beta, which is basically just auto steer on city streets and highways, and then also the same stuff as the Summon. So It's pretty, like, the difference between Enhanced Autopilot and Autopilot, I would say, is more measurable than even just... I actually don't know if Enhanced Autopilot can stop at stoplights and stop signs. I'm going to guess no, because they probably want to keep that feature exclusive to full self-driving. But basically, if you have the base version, it's not going to be the same. It won't act the same as full self-driving. It can do a lot of the same stuff, just going, like, you know, keeping the lanes, which is a big part of driving, Mm -hmm. but stopping at lights is not part of it so i think i even saw something last weekend about uh, this car that was like they were in autopilot they were going over the autopilot recommended speed they blew through a stoplight they hit someone they admitted fault to it and said i knew i was going too fast like i knew it wasn't going to slow down and then they just they, they got kind of ignored when they said that and they're like oh it's tesla's fault but the person admitted fault to it and said they were aware that they had to pay attention. But Tesla still got some flack for
0: that. Mm, I can I can see why. I mean, I think with this, you know, advancement of cars being able to drive themselves more and more, people are obviously like looking, okay, what works and what doesn't. And so I think with the big splash that this made, it's not only, in my opinion, about the like two million Teslas. Apparently, like only two million. Teslas have been sold in the U.S. anyway. So it's like, well, it's the whole big batch except for like roadsters and maybe ones that are, uh, I think, what I saw produced after December 7th or something. But it is the big whole lot of them, which makes folks go, all right, this is the end of Tesla. But that does seem a little bit dramatic, especially what we know about what recalls, you know, the magnitude of recalls today, like it affects every Tesla because autopilot is on every tesla right
1: yeah it's similar to the whole boombox thing when they announced it and i think it was end of 2020 and then sometime in early 2022 um nhtsa was like nope you can't have that it's too distracting so they they still kept it in cars for a while until they pushed out the recall fix but there was a technical, there was technically a recall for that but it was just a software update and they couldn't deliver any new cars with that feature so that was, yeah, just like I was saying, like with my Model 3 that I got last year, it they, that was like right after they disabled the automatic rolling up with Windows because there was a recall for that. But then six months later, I got a software update. Actually, it wasn't an update. It just, when I got in the car one day, it says your vehicle configuration changed. And all of a sudden, I could auto-close the Windows. So it's very little software things that they're able to kind of fix instead of doing like physical recalls. I've had one physical recall with my Tesla, and that was an airbag which seems like a pretty common thing with cars. So, and definitely being overblown, like, I mean, this happens like once a year. There's always like one thing where it's like, all the Teslas in the world are impacted. And that's just because all the Teslas in the world typically have a lot of the same hardware.
0: Right. And um, I think also because, you know, it's framed as a larger probe looking into Tesla from uh, this administration specifically looking, I guess they're going, they're looking at more things than this, which, does make sense when it comes to like this new feature of autopilot that is more autopilot than autopilot has ever been. But they're also looking into specific crashes um, that Tesla models have like been a part of and really trying to, because, you know, a lot of accidents happen, right? It's a dangerous thing to do to drive a car around, but also specifically looking into Tesla's crashing into uh, emergency vehicles. So it does seem to be a part of a larger probe, which is again, dramatic language around this, of course. And it's i think also highlighted because of the safety that is involved here but like you said the magnitude is because every tesla has this feature so when it comes to rolling out the fix like you said one day you just got in your car and the configuration was changed but for this update that's going to change this because i was also surprised that tesla doesn't isn't mandated by this administration to fix this in every vehicle, but instead it's voluntary. So uh, tell me about um, what the process would look like if I'm like, okay, well, I do want to get the update. So I'm just going, to, is it just going to happen? Or do I have to say, yeah, I want to update my Tesla?
1: So the update will just come. It might not even say that that fix is in the update specifically. It might just be bundled in with the bug fixes, but it's probably, I mean, it's probably going to be in like a dot thirty eight update, probably the same branch as most people are on, just going to be a quick bug fix update. I mean, it's really nothing all it's really going to do is i think you can pull up that picture now so with when they have when tesla has an active recall they can't deliver vehicles with like without a fix for it so that's how like my model three it didn't the windows didn't work but uh, this person on x i found they just recently they basically bought a model Three. this was like within the last week they bought a model three off inventory and they were driving it back they got full self-driving And I noticed right on top of the screen, a message I've never seen before. It basically said, keep both hands on the steering wheel when you turn on autopilot or full self-driving. And Mm -hmm. usually it's a little like bubble at the bottom of the screen. So I've never seen it right, right there front and center. So I'm thinking that this is probably the fix that they're implementing, which I mean, it definitely, you notice it a lot easier. And I bet there's different animations like with the blue flashing too, to kind of get your attention more. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, I think that little thing, like, they're already delivering it like this. So you said, like, it only applied to cars delivered after or before December 7th, right? Right. So that's probably when they addressed it. And they were like, okay, so we just got to fix that and then fixed it. And then now they have this voluntary recall for all the other cars. That really is just a software update.
0: Interesting. So, yeah, thanks for finding this tweet. I would love to... I mean, this kind of thing you kind of have to dig into because Tesla, like you said, can kind of fix it a little quietly. Um, So that's also I feel like a great part of the industry nowadays is like an issue comes up, but you don't have to be that worried about it because it'll get fixed. Like that's on the automaker's, you know, responsibility to do that. So what do you think about Tesla software recall in general and how they're able to deal with this kind of issue. It seems like they're always able to respond quickly and just iterate on what they've done before.
1: Well, it definitely seems like Tesla, they're they're really proactive with this stuff because usually they will know, like, I mean, it seems like they know a week ahead of the time when there's going to be a huge story released about this. I'm, I'm sure they know a little bit ahead of time because if they had this that said it only applied to vehicles before December 7th, that means they've known about this for a little while. They've, this has probably been going on in the background, and now it's finally out there. And now they've finally had some some kind of em- embargo lift or something. And, I mean, with these kind of software updates, they do it quickly because they're delivering a lot of cars. So for Tesla not to be able to deliver a car that has an active recall, I mean, that, that's a lot of money they're losing. A, it messes up all the logistics. So they probably I wonder if they even have a team just specifically for getting these things fixed very quickly because – I've never had an issue with Tesla and in recalls,
0: as many recalls as they have. Yeah, Um, it does seem like they have a good system in place. You know, thinking about it, having a whole team dedicated to that does make sense, especially, I mean, we saw recently that Rivian put out a software update that wasn't the right one. And it caused a big, you know, it was a big hiccup and they ended up fixing it. But like being very diligent and proactive, like you said, with those software updates seems to be a key and something that Tesla has you know, a leading it or not a leading advantage, but an advantage on that. They've been doing it for a while. Yeah. They're one of the, I mean, they're the largest EV manufacturer in the U S by a huge margin. And um they are really pushing it with the adaptive cruise control and the self-driving and the FSD. So it's cool to watch this evolve. Did you see this kind of thing coming where, um I mean, you say it happens every year. So like, did you see this specific one coming with the auto um, steer?
1: though? I mean, Myself, I know there are a lot of different ways to exploit autopilot, and I would definitely like to see some of those fixed because, I mean, it's just, like, little things, and people keep finding ways around it. And the reason that, like, technology can't advance sometimes is because people take advantage of it. That's the reason full self-driving is so expensive to buy because they want to really weed out people that would abuse it. Because if if they make it too cheap, then it's adopted too widely and it's abused too much. People that are paying this huge amount of money for full self-driving – they're probably more likely to be more, like, interested and attentive to it and be like, okay, this is going to make it a problem. This might cause an issue. I'll just disable it real quick. Like, so it's that kind of stuff. Like, you could see, I mean, anyone could have seen something coming. I was kind of thinking, actually, earlier this month, I was like, wow, this is pretty light year for recalls for Tesla. Because, like, really, this is like, I mean, just seeing this, I kind of laughed when I saw the, the thing. Two million Teslas get recalled. Because when you see that, you don't think, Oh, two million Tesla's need a new part. It's just software. And at this point, I feel like there should be some other wording for, like, maybe a software recall or Mm. something like that. Because the word recall, like, you have, like, actual vehicles that need different parts for a recall. Maybe, like, bolts are coming loose, wheels are falling off. And then Tesla has a software update and it makes national news.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think language does play an important part here. I mean, not to get, like, too philosophical, but recall, right? You're actually trying to get something back somewhere so that you can fix it. But that's the amazing part of technology today is that it can be fixed over the air. And it's just a totally different industry now than what it used to be. And maybe that would, um, I also think when it comes to the EV revolution and evolution and adopting electric vehicles, it's easy to get a very exciting headline and news story and just like run with it. Like who wouldn't run with this headline, honestly. Mm -hmm. Right. And be like 2 million Teslas. Oh my gosh. Because, it's easy to cast out there. And, um, I think there's, there's, you know, uh, really justified doubt, you know, in terms of safety and abusing it, just like you're saying that need to be questioned. And then also to put it in to perspective, like we're trying to do here, I think is important too. Um, do you think that this will be the end of the problem for Tesla? I mean, this is a two year long investigation. There's more probes, or do you think that there will more be like more that they have to keep solving?
1: Well, I mean, I don't think it's really that much of a problem because there should, I mean, the Tesla shouldn't be allowed to just run and do whatever they want. Of course, they should have someone kind of verifying that it's safe, making sure that it's like safe. And that's what the NHTSA is there for. I mean, there's a little strict sometimes with some things, but at the end of the day, they're doing it because that's just kind of their job. It's their job to kind of be the people that are like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that because like, you know, everyone's got to drive and, Tesla still needs to make sure that even though they're developing an advanced driving system, they still need to be held accountable for little things that they could work on and change.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you see any other part that, um, I mean, looking back, you know, 2020 hindsight, yeah, people are taking advantage of the auto steering, the autopilot looking forward. Do you see anything where you're like, they're probably looking into that?
1: I would say probably full self-driving and it's going to, I I feel like it's just going to be stricter. I mean, at this point, when you're on full self-driving, you can't even look at your phone because it will know, like I've, I've tested it. You can look at your phone and then like five seconds later, it's like pay attention to the road. And it doesn't, the warning doesn't go away until you put the phone down and look at the road. Wow. So, I mean, if they're able to kind of continue with that level of attendance and even just like push it down to autopilot, if they add that with autopilot, it will completely change how people use autopilot. Because right now you can turn on autopilot and go on your phone. But if they made it so it required more attention, but less nags, I think people would do that. But right now it's like there's there's not really a great balance. It's more like you have to pay attention on full self-driving, but you have to nag on autopilot.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it does seem like Tesla is going to kind of move towards finding that balance between the nags as you call them and the like, you know, the alerts, the attention that you have to give. What kind of input does the driver have to give? And, you know, I think the NHTSA, like you said, will continue to kind of monitor this and be strict on it, which makes sense. Um, And it'll be interesting to see exactly how Tesla responds, because, yeah, like you say, they know that they're coming up with this technology and that they have to adapt to not only the standards, but also like the best experience for the drivers, the safety for their drivers as well. And as, you know, an enthusiast, a Tesla enthusiast as you are, thinking about other enthusiasts and software updates, do you think there are going to be others that may like uh, not update their system? You said that it might not be kind of, you might just get into your car and the configuration yeah, you know, probably, whatever has honestly, changed.
1: Honestly, I don't think it's not even that much to be a full update itself. I feel like they could easily just do a hot patch without having, having to touch anything.
0: Okay. So it won't be like, Oh, I want to stick with the old software. Yeah,
1: it also doesn't seem like they're changing that much besides just, the bigger animations and making it more obvious when they're warning you. Cause I mean, I've always for a long time, I've always kind of wondered why it's so tiny. Cause it's like, you can't see it all the time. They've, they've always tweaked all their like UI and stuff, but that's, that has never changed. Like since I got my first test on 2019, it's about the exact same Has a little message and you can barely read it. So I think a bigger message will definitely help.
0: Okay. Interesting. And do you, have you heard stories about that? Just like a little bit of a tangent about people that will stick with an old software because it doesn't have the changes that Tesla has implemented. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah one
1: of friends, heard? He, uh, he didn't update his model three until I think it was like earlier this year, but he was on 2021 software because he didn't want to lose the boom box while driving feature. Mm. And like that, that was a full update that they had to do and then he updated it and it was like yeah i've never used it that much anyway so it's like there's a lot of things like if if tesla takes away something that people really do like they'll they'll know because people will complain That's but for crazy. these little things most people aren't really going to notice a the difference they're, they're not really going to care that much they're just going to be like oh it's bigger
0: okay interesting so the t- technical magnitude of the issue the recall Obviously, clear number, 2 million. But the actual fix in the effect on me as a driver in a Tesla, you know, might be way smaller. It just might yeah. be that I have more reminders that are increasing safety based on what the administration kind of was pointing at as an issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, the regular person is not going to really feel any of this. It's just like anyone that's reading this and freaking out, like, don't. And if you're the new Tesla owner and seeing this, don't freak out because, I mean, this is software recalls are very normal and with software there's a lot more recalls than hardware because there's a lot more bugs than hardware issues
0: right that's true so you're not concerned that this update whatever it is fix change will make auto steer worse
1: no i mean i don't think that would really nerf it at all to make it worse i would the most they would do is just require more attention and like maybe earlier warnings coming up to lights like if if they can see you're not paying attention and you're coming up to a, even a green light, then maybe like warn you, like pay attention to the road because that's a really easy way for them to kind of see if you're paying attention because the car can see the lights coming. Cause obviously it can drive itself if it has a certain level of software. Mm-hmm. So why not use that to kind of see, make sure people are paying attention at the same time.
0: That makes sense. Okay. So not going to affect the quality of that. Cause it's definitely yeah. an, a nice thing to have when it can do that. So just maybe more, yeah like you say warnings but hopefully doesn't affect the actual you know capability of the car
1: yeah i mean i'd be surprised because i mean just the regular auto steer is pretty much good for anyone and i don't know how what they would even do to make it worse it would be kind of like it'd be be a really big step back if they did do that because they'd have to kind of take a lot apart
0: it does seem like that it 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 seems like it could be a fix without totally changing the system with kind of, you know, melding with the reports from the administration. Could you hear that? (laughs) Driving by? (laughs) (laughs) Not a Tesla. Um, So, so yeah, so it's, I mean, I thought it was really interesting. The coverage on this um, was like you Google it. Absolutely. Every news source is covering it. Um, But more and more, I think that we'll see that recalls have a different definition and yep. a different fix, and uh, it'll be cool to see. So, do you think your car will be? I mean, you'll keep us up to date if you see like a change, hopefully. Yeah, I
1: mean, if something crazy happens, I'll post about it, but I don't, I mean, I don't really think anything is going to amount from this. Maybe it's just going to change how things look a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think even in the future, when there's more automakers that are making electric cars that have proper software, I mean, it's going to be, they're going to have software recalls too. And at yeah. one point they're going to start lobbying for the NHTSA to call something else. So, yeah. you know, it might not have to be Tesla that has to do that work it could be someone else.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've still seen software. Well, there are issues in software that cause a recall for uh, other, other brands. I think it was Nissan Aria where they still m- had customers bringing their cars into dealerships, even though it seemed to be a software issue, but well, maybe
1: that wasn't over the air. For exactly.
0: Them. Not over the air. So okay yeah um which is kind of like a headache right you yeah. would hope that if it's a software issue it could be fixed over the air but yeah. tesla does have this advantage of being in the space and working with this kind of technology for longer and more wide scale than other automakers would you agree is who's kind of coming up close to what tesla is able to
1: do there i'd say rivian is pretty close behind i mean not like super close but they're definitely on a good track because they have a good software team. And they seem to care about improving it instead of just like pumping out vehicles or hitting numbers. They actually have a team that looks like they're dedicated to making things work and fixing problems.
0: Definitely. Problem solvers. That's all we need in this space. Um, Is there any questions that you kind of are still wondering about for this software update? Or you're just kind of like, I'll see what happens.
1: I'm honestly just kind of wondering how long people are going to like run with this. That like, Mm -hmm. oh, two million Teslas are being recalled. But then, I mean, it's the thing is, I think there's just a lot lot of education about what a recall is for Tesla. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. The true definition of a recall. And uh, I'll put in the show notes and I'll probably put it up on the screen. But you can see every report for every recall on the NHTSA's website. And you can read the automaker's response, you know, when they file it and everything and uh, their remedy and all that stuff. So the data's there and you can always kind of check for your own vehicle and your model and everything, or just get curious and start looking through recalls on the site. So uh, since this is a voluntary, um, you know, solution, are you going to volunteer?
1: Your time? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll I i i do not care what really the update is. I know it's not going to, I mean, I know they're not like getting, they're not having to remove autopilot. It's just little changes. So I'm going to, I, 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 co- I kind of want to see what it looks like, honestly, just to kind of like, cause that's what, So that's what they're delivering already, it seems like. So, you know, might as well just kind of voluntarily let it happen because it's going to happen at one point or another. You can't really push off updates for that long, maybe a year at most. But after a certain point, it's like keeping your phone on the old software version. It's just going to slow down. Exactly.
0: Yeah. One day it's going to be better for you no matter what to update the software. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks for coming on and talking Netflix. to me about this. Um, yeah. And taking the time out of your day. I really appreciate it. You are definitely, you know, really all involved in the Tesla world and cover like everything Tesla that you can. So if y'all are interested and you should be, definitely go follow Brandon and where can they, they find you, your Tesla flex.
1: Tesla YouTube? flex on YouTube, Tesla flex on, I guess Tesla flex everywhere, but Tesla flex everywhere. Yeah
0: great yeah thanks for coming on to the out of spec podcast if anything crazy happens i'll be sure to have you back and you can give us your first (laughs) but we'll have to see so definitely a cool topic um and the magnitude of it seems to be not as giant as we might have thought you know in the first place so thanks everyone for tuning in and we will catch you next time on the out of spec podcast